everybody good morning wherever you may be we are back for the first time since november just to say hello uh, enjoying the contentment i feel of town i have got jack all the way from london is it london today london today set brilliant and tom all the way over in newport cardiff, cardiff. why did i think newport because oh, you went to the newport game my apologies how is cardiff is it wrapped up in six nations fever uh, thankfully not today, because it's uh, it's the midweek break. I I learnt by looking on the internet, um, checking the traffic reports. Yeah, so, but generally, yes. There's a lack of sport this weekend. The rugby league's not on either because yeah, we've got one, one silly game on um, one silly game on Sunday in the World Club thing. And there's only the one FA Cup game tomorrow, isn't there? Silly. Seriously. I think there's only one FA Cup game tomorrow. I think so. Don't take my word for it. I heard it from another podcast. So, since we've been with you, we have lost how many games? Four, five, nine games, one, many more. Many more. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Two more than that. All in all, uh, rather positive, I would feel. Um, how are you feeling about it, Tom? Um, I think we're, yeah. Same, really positive, uh, especially the last sort of three games which I've been to, um, and uh, we're a bit of a marmite team, aren't we? Sort of have a winning streak, have a losing streak, but overall going in the right direction. How are you feeling about it, um, Jack? I think I think we're going to win the league. I this... think it's a matter of time. <laughs> this year or next? Yeah, this year. I put a quid on it the other day. Put a quid on it. Um, yeah, I think forty-two you know, I think points left. Forty-two points left. Possible. We yeah, can... <laughs> no, I think I think we'll finish ninth. Yeah, I think something around that sort of. The problem with League Two is it's always because there's that additional place for playoffs. Everyone feels, oh, you're just a couple of sort of two wins away from being in it, and it's it's always mm. sort of that. You, I don't think there's ever a mid-table unless you count mid-table as anything from say seventeenth up to thirteenth or fifteenth. Um, yeah, I put a load of money on us to finish top half when everyone was putting money when it was really cool to do so. Um, so if we finish top half, I'll be very happy. What's that, like 12 or above? Yeah, 12 and above. We were there. Very br- successful season for me. We were there briefly, weren't we? Just for a couple of uh, couple of days until last week when we, uh, this Tuesday, sorry, where we took a little bit of a bump, but um, that's only just everybody catching up with games from behind us. Not really sure why we've got, we've got games in hand on everyone else. We've had a longer FA Cup run than most and... We've had a I thought that. I thought that the other day. I saw we're, we're a game or two beyond a lot of people around us. And I can, well, there can't be many League Two clubs get to the third round of the FA Cup. No. And did we have any suspensions or anything? Or have we had any postponements, sorry, from this season? Nope. No. Okay, fine. That's probably it. I was expecting you to come in on that, Tom, and find something that we might have uh, missed on it. Well, I think the teams that um, have had games you arranged have been like Newport, Lincoln, who obviously made it as far as we did in the FA Cup. Yeah. Uh, Oldham, I think they did as well, didn't they? Yeah, absolutely. So, and, uh, uh, Possibly a couple of uh, weather games as well, but I shouldn't worry about it, really. I mean, I'd rather have the points on the board. 
Yeah, m- most definitely. I always remember Rochdale being something like 15 games behind everyone else and sort of just sort of 12 or so points behind the playoffs, but they always tended to screw it up uh, just because Spotland is such a, um, a bitch of a pitch. Have um, you ever been there? Pardon? Have you ever been there? What, Rochdale? Yeah. Uh, no, I, do you know what? I nearly went to this postponement that was about sort of halfway into the game and then uh, we got it called off just because it was so waterlogged and drudgy. Have you? No, like it was one of them because we when we were, when I was at university in Sheffield, um, it was like a relatively close one. But we always seemed to play them on a Tuesday night, and then it was always really get difficult to get to and from on a Tuesday night. Yeah, definitely. Uh, using public transport, so just never bothered. So the travails of Rochdale aside, uh, Jack, pick out a couple of the highlights from this uh, since we've last been on air. So we've uh, I'll try and. Pick a couple out to remind everybody. We beat Tramir 5-2. Where's his hand of God? Uh, we beat Notts County 4-0. Um, we had impressive performance. Obviously, last week we had uh, the win against uh, uh, Yeovil. Played very well against um, MK Dons. Obviously, the draw at Palace, oh, the defeat at Palace, where we played really particularly well. Anything can spring to your mind? What were you most happy about since November? Well, the last one that I went to, apart from Palace and the Cup, the last league game was Port Vale away. And I don't think I've ever seen Town play, get dominated so much and sneak a glorious 1-0 win. <laughs> I think we had, what do we have, like nine men on the pitch by the end of it? Something silly. Uh, no centre-halves. Wes Thomas scored a banger. It was Boxing Day. It was like the highlight of Christmas. It was great. It was a, uh, it was that was the one that won goal of this uh, goal of the month, wasn't it? That one that we came yeah. inside and top. It right. was very Omar Bogalesque. It really was. <laughs> kind of remember, cut in and top corner. Um, no, very very good. No, that was really cool. And then uh, obviously Palace away, again very proud to be going, particularly being from South London and having lots of horrible Palace fan friends. It was a good old day out. Then the weather spoons at five to seven, queuing up um, in the morning. <laughs> uh, big old sesh and uh, yeah, jolly good fun. I did, fell asleep on the bus on the way in there. Oh, <laughs> did you end up in Penge or somewhere? <laughs> somewhere shit like that, yeah. Um, I think did, I ended up in, uh, yeah, West Croydon, and then I had to get an Uber all the way back to... <laughs> did, so, did <laughs> I mean, any of your childhood sort of um, sort of uh, knife gangs from South London, did they give you any feedback on it, or were they too busy sort of, you know, hugging hoodies but, and such? Yeah, they were too busy staring at each other. Yeah. Um, no, they. I mean, I think everyone was quite unanimous, and you could the the reaction of the Palace fans at the end to clap Grimsby off was that we came mighty bloody close to sneaking a draw. And it's probably a good job they wouldn't, because then I wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't like me anymore. I'd still be going on about it. We wouldn't be friends. I wouldn't have any mates. Um, so yeah, no, probably a good job. I didn't realise actually between being so high up in the stand and relatively intoxicated, didn't realise how late in the game they'd scored. Yes. Which kind of like that was all right to take then. If I knew it was eighty-seven minutes, I think I would have crumbled some more. Oh no! I mean, it's it's bad enough to hear people lost their fishes, but um, their old Harry Haddocks. But I don't. Yeah. I don't. No one wants a crying jack on a on a on an Uber. I wasn't. I was getting. I, I had an argument. Oh, this is embarrassing. I don't know if I should say this. Go uh, go go. Uh, but um, on the bus home. I was, some, again, somewhat intoxicated and there was a, a, a Palace fan got on and sitting behind me and my mate on the bus and just kept going on about how great Palace were and how shit Grimsby were. And I assumed he was chatting to his friend. So I just I told him to shut like, I didn't, I didn't get aggressive, but I was somewhat firm with him and said, <laughs> shut the F up. And then I turned around and realised he was very disabled and chatting to himself. 
Oh, I don't care about that then. I, you, disability is no no reason and no logic behind being so disparate against <laughs> the media. You should know the, the ideas of fair play as well, even then. I know, uh, I know. It was like he was winding me up, but yeah. um, I think he was somewhat clouded with his... I'm expecting a Will sort of in between his moments sitting in the front, inconsiderate arsehole. It arsons. wasn't far off. It wasn't far off. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Tom? You, I mean, we'll we'll talk about the, the games we've got, but what are your thoughts on Palace? We'll, we'll do that while we've got it, while we're, while we're talking about it. Um, I think the agonising thing about Palace was you just had that nagging feeling of, oh, what, what could we have done with 11 men? Um, but no, same. We we played really really well. Uh, Macca obviously had an absolute blinder, as did Standard. about ten ten other people on the pitch. I was going to say ten or eleven, but I already <laughs> said Macca. I'll, so. I'll be honest. Fox, Fox was Fox was on it. <laughs> uh, and, and then I think the the sort of most dis- disappointing thing from it all was that the the rules aren't the same for everyone, and and, and having VAR in in a game that involves a Premiership team, and not having VAR, for example, in uh, the following like round where I, I remember watching um, Millwall at home to, uh, and they didn't have VAR in that game. I, I, I think like they've they've had, they've had got to go totally one way or or the other. You can't just have it sort of in a few games and and not. But overall, me personally, I mean, I had a fantastic weekend down in London. First time I've ever been to uh, Sellers Park, um, but so yeah, it was great and really, really proud to be uh, Grimbarian at, at that point. Good. I mean, and, and what about the rest of it? So we've obviously long time since November. Are there any other games or, or victories that have stood out? Are there any highlights or lowlights that have stood out between there now and then? Beating uh, MK Dons was quite good. We've we've had a good old whack against them this year. I think we started off at their place, didn't we? Like second or third game of the yeah. season through one all relatively valiantly. Um, did we have 10 men there as well? We did. Dix- seemed, uh, we, Dixon we, got sent off. We, we were bossing it. We were, that yeah. first half was incredible. Yes, and I then, agree. And then Dixon decided to uh, railroad someone for no Silly particular ass. reason other than he was totally inept. <laughs> Silly ass. Um Cool, but uh, and then um, yeah, then we beat them in the cup. I got a story about the cup game. This is a fun story, actually. Is this not you uh, beating um, disabled people? No, no. Was, uh, um, I met a young chap um, called Jack, um, who is Peter Doherty's guitarist and a singer in his own band called Trampoline. On the at five p.m. on Friday for a coffee. Okay. Um, chat about being in a film. These are your um, sort of hipstery sort of meetings that you have, and isn't it? This is the life you sort of lead. Yeah, the rock and roll lifestyle in Acosta somewhere near King's Cross. I was going to say, what uh, part of Shoreditch were you in? <laughs> but um, we so we go for a coffee, and then he went out, um, and he, he'd been on a tour of uh, Japan, sponsored by Ted Baker or something, doing like a lot of in-store gigs, uh, and then he got back on the Thursday, and went out with Liam Gallagher. Left his shoes in Liam Gallagher's garden, trying to throw a squirrel, uh, trying to throw a shirt at a squirrel. Got kicked out of Liam Gallagher's house because Liam Gallagher's wife and her, her sister were scrapping. Um, then he came. He said, "Ben, I don't know what he did, kind of between then." And then he came out with me. And then we decided to have a few beers. Um, and then we decided that it would be a good idea to both go to Grimsby Town, Milton Keynes, the next day. So we snuck on a train, spent two and a half hours in a toilet, um, so the conductor couldn't find us. Uh, got off at York, went for a night out in York, slept on my friend's floor, and then got up somewhat 
hazy eyes the next morning and um, got the train to Grimsby. And by the end of it, he bought himself a Grimsby scarf. He absolutely loved it. Uh, yeah, he couldn't believe a chicken balty pie as well. He'd never seen one of them. And yeah, so yeah, that was a yeah fun That's... story. But, yeah, I mean, it's the balty pie. I mean, that might just be me as a as a person as a, and as a diet. What was the fact? Why was he so amazed by that? I mean, has he never been to a football game before? He used to actually <laughs> play for Swansea City as a kid. Okay, um, so he, he was quite into football. But uh, yeah, maybe they don't have. Um, I don't know, Tom, do they have pies in Wales? And they're definitely doing Cardiff because they always bang on about uh, Clark's pies, which you get at uh, Cardiff City games. Yeah. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe, I mean, I don't know, maybe, because I've never seen the chicken balty pie outside of London Park. Oh, yeah. Maybe I haven't been looking far enough. Yeah, maybe, I mean, um, Forest. You definitely get balty pies at uh, Stockport. Do you? Yeah. Oh, that's going to be a long time from now, isn't it? I know at Gainsbury yeah. you get chips, which is quite nice. Chips, chips and a pie. Why don't they do chips at football grounds? It seems like it seems the obvious thing that a lot of people would want, and yet <laughs> chips are... The only image I've yeah. got is a rather wayward pass from Dixon or somebody going into a deep fat fryer and then setting, <laughs> the, uh, setting the small caravan on a light. <laughs> <laughs> you get chips at Forest Green. Yeah, they do nice curry sauce there. I seem to remember. We used to get we used to get plaudits at Blunder Park because we used to do jacket potatoes. Did we? Yeah, only t- oh, two thousand and five, I think it was. I remember really? the the always um, non-partisan Lincolnshire Echo was um, was uh, sort of lauding it, saying that there were, this was a magnificent thing, and then it buggered off. <laughs> um, but yeah, so <laughs> that was it. I mean, I don't. I tend to go. I, I tend to sit in the main stand now with my dad because that's where he sits with his um, old fella as a friend, and we go in the the little youth bar. So the youth team, uh, the youth development uh, program, have a, a bar in the corner of the main stand, very far at the end towards the towards the, towards the Osmond, and it's nice and cheap. It's literally like twenty p for a Snickers or something stupid like that. Uh-huh. Uh, it's always well worth going in for, but I never tend to. I remember once getting a pie from London Park that was so hard. I ate the filling and then the pastry. I was smashing it against the back of my seat and it didn't break. <laughs> and I am not lying. I am seriously not lying. It was I, ra- I was proper hammering it and it didn't break at all. But um, <laughs> <laughs> that's and 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 that's our conclusive and co- thoroughly comprehensive review of football games since November. <laughs> they should do fish and chips at the new stadium. They should. They do it at Woking. Do they? Yeah. You think in, like in the away end, fish and chips, you'd like you'd sell a ton, wouldn't you? Like, as long as they're half decent. You could, yeah. In the away end, you just sell. Well, you just sell the the blooming Southerners anything you want. Just get a fish finger, uh, staple them Damn. together. Damn fools don't know what a good fish looks like. Exactly. <laughs> Southerners know your limits. Um, <laughs> Tom, how have you? Have, have there any been low lights for you since uh, since we were last off air? Was there anything that's been nagging you or hasn't necessarily been resolved or has been resolved and you're quite happy with uh, the Cheltenham away game was particularly disappointing okay. uh, for the result because we actually played really well in that game yeah um, and at 1-0 to us obviously we should have we should have really buried that game Ben Pringle missed a glorious opportunity to make it 2-0 oh he did didn't he yeah and they pretty much went straight down the other end and scored to make it one all and then they got a dubious penalty towards the end and I remember coming away from that game and sitting there having a pint uh, by the station oh, and uh, 
<laughs> you went then. <laughs> just devastated, really, that um, that we'd, we'd not won. And then uh, trying to think, it was really disappointing. But then since then, like games that I've either tuned into, apart from Forest, but Forest Green was a low point because it, I don't know whether it was because it was a really I think we, I think we just Skype, never looked at Skype, Skype, Skype's trying to um, uh, I don't know trying to uh, censor you or something uh, I keep getting it broken up what was that about Forest Green it was a real low point yeah Forest Green was pretty bad we didn't play well at all I don't know whether that was a combination of sort of the, the weather was, was really really cold yeah um, like I said, in, in, in the warm-up, uh, it's the coldest I've been since Peterborough United away in about sort of 2002-03, whenever that was, uh, that, that particular game. Uh, and that was a really cold day. It was it was nil-nil and nothing really happened apart from Michael Bolden having a couple of half chances. Uh, cool. I don't know, just one of them where we didn't really seem that up for it. It was really cold. We were trying a new system. Maybe just a, a combination of those things came together and we we got absolutely tanked 3-0. And I'd have been quite happy to go home at half-time, to be honest with you. Um, but since then, I think we've played really well. I even, I mean, I didn't see the Lincoln game, but I listened to it on the radio and it sounded like they basically won because they had a pop shot from the edge of the box and it went in. Um, yeah, and then like, I was at the Yeovil game last weekend. First half, we were absolutely brilliant. Should have been three 0 up at half time. Um, we, we, new... we miss, we've missed out Exeter. We've missed oh, out Exeter. I went to Exeter as well. Yeah, played really well that day. We Maka was was sixteen goalkeepers in one. I remember my um, my little lad has now started playing football uh, terribly. May I add. Uh, I love him to pieces, but when they're all playing in the middle, he's off somewhere else, just like picking up a football that's on the side <laughs> of the pitch. Uh, I, I, mean, <laughs> I don't want to be one of those dads, but I'm, I'm sure I'm allowed to shout him going, can you please get onto the pitch? And, and <laughs> <laughs> um, and, yeah, uh, and he... that, Pollock came on in the second half after we had the sending off, and obviously he was brilliant. Uh, really stepped up to the mark, that, and and just as a as an away day, if nobody who's listening has ever been to Exeter, this comes highly recommended, if you, especially if you can get down there. It, it's before, certainly recommended now. It's got a roof. Yeah, before you can get, um, if you can get there before kickoff or whatever, it's a nice city to have around with a pint and what have you, and yeah, good. Yeah. Really well. well, what all I was saying was when I was when um, we were when the little lad was playing football, he's the, I thought he'd be the only kid running around in like a, a you know Grimsby shirt. Everyone's in Barcelona City, whatever. And um, I know that feeling. Yeah, and he's um, there was these other two kids there in Exeter shirts, and the granddad comes sidles up to me, and goes, "You're bloody goalkeeper." <laughs> <laughs> he was, was phenomenal that day. I've never seen. Him, that there was that game, and then there was uh, that really cold FA Trophy game against Wrexham. Yeah, and they are two of the best goalkeeping performances I've ever. Yeah, I, I mean, it always reminds. Ridiculous. Yeah, it reminded me of uh, this is probably before your time, Jack, when we beat QPR one nil at Loftus Road, and Danny Coyne had the most incredible game, exactly like um, uh, Macca was uh, um, Exeter, where he was just everywhere, clawing everything out and saving things that didn't deserve to be saved and 
and uh, we we snuck one in the last minute, sort of proper Port Vale, sort of in the last seconds, and just destroying them. And it it was probably one of those away days that would be the only close to the equivalent of what we have now, because away days back then were pretty poor. Um, but there was a couple of thousand mm-hmm. people there, and it was it was good. It was a good old day. That when did they get good? When did the away days close? Since my it's, it's good. It's it's worth asking because I went to Forest, and there were six hundred of us there. Really? Could you imagine going to Nottingham Forest in the Championship now, and taking six hundred people? When did we When did we begin to get a very good away following? Uh, probably. I remember <laughs> like two thousand. Yeah. Nine is like my first sort of. Grimsby Town away. Uh, well, we definitely when we was in League Two, I can remember us taking like eighteen hundred to Mansfield a couple of times. Yeah, pretty much. That was that. Tw- I wonder if it was then. That's tw- I remember it was when we had the the awful half shirt, didn't we? And it was that sort of twelve man. Yeah, thing. and the club sort of put on a couple a couple of times. They put on like three coaches. Yeah. Um, but you probably got think, something there. I think like we certainly started to. Because I've spoken to my dad about it before now, and he said he can remember he can remember going to like Doncaster and places like that in the sort of seventies and eighties, and there'd be like fifty to hundred people there that you'd know. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you go to an away game on a on a regular basis, there's like faces that you recognise. Yeah. There? Yeah. They yeah. probably recognise you, but you don't know each other's name, and you you probably say to your mates who go, "Oh, they go to quite a few away games." Blah blah blah. Um, and vice versa. It's, it's um, really worth no. It's it's worth asking. Like those of you who listen, sort of, sort of messaging, tweet us, Facebookers. We've got a Facebook page as well. When was the first? When do you think this sort of renaissance and this sort of uh, massive away following that we get, which is constant now, has, has happened? What since? Mm. And, and what do you think the reasons are for it, and, and, and why? Do you think it's just more dedicated people who are season ticket holders now go? Or is it because we don't have a Nando's and they want to experience that elsewhere in the country? I don't know. You've got chip spicing. I was talking about this the other day, the um, Grimsby's chip, chip spice, spice phenomenon. Yeah. Yes. I mean, every Christmas, there's a new, there's a new wave of like, obsession about the town. and it, Maybe not this year, the year before, it was chip spice. Yeah, so chip, spice. Doing chip I get, spice. I get that from uh, my local... Oh, sorry. You we want... Chip spice. And uh, he said he's not having any of foreign muck. <laughs> <laughs> it was, um, it's, I mean, Five Guys has got nothing on uh, chip spice. Uh, even my local pizza back in uh, Kilby still has a uh, chip spice. You can still get spicy chips. And you've got the little American seasoning or whatever it is. I've got a story about Five Guys, but I certainly can't repeat that. <laughs> Please on. don't, because I quite like it. Don't ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll tell you off there. We'll never go again. <laughs> um, so we'll try and rein it back in. So all in all, everyone's quite positive. Um, we were talking uh, a couple of minutes ago about Pringle, so that's probably a good mo- time to move on to sort of the recent comings and goings that we've had. Um, so for those of you who just need a quick checkup, me included, uh, over over our absence, we've brought in Omen and Ring, Dennis uh, and Grayson, uh, and out of the. Uh, out of the old shop door, we went. Dixon uh, went back up to uh, Falkirk. Mitch Rose swapped with Dennis to go to Notts County. Um, Pringle went to Tramir, which is well worth discussing. And Fox went to Locomotive Old El Paso. Yeah. Something like that that he's gone to make for heaters. Um, it's a good swap, that. I'll take that. What? I think we've got. They're younger. They're yeah. better. They're Swedish. Uh, and Christian Dennis. How the hell did we get in? 
scored 20 goals last year. I'm slightly and why worried. is he not playing in Notts County? I don't really know. I'm slightly worried, though. We're going quite Aryan. Um, <laughs> but um, it's... Um, it's it's a it's a weird one. Do you think that was a do you think that was a deliberate swap between Dennis and Mitch Rose? Do you think that was what was in the deal? Because I know they didn't go on the same day, did they? Or did they? No, they said it was. Jolly said it had nothing to do. You know that they were separate transactions and stuff. But it's yeah. like when you take a jumper back to Matalan and you go buy some socks using a credit voucher, isn't it? Like, <laughs> technically separate, but you're still the same shot. Are you saying that um, Mitch Rose is a is, is a sweater you don't like? <laughs> Oh, I liked it. I thought it was great. It was I'd... bad penalty. Anything uh, for that I, image I against shocked. Zaha. Yeah, I was shocked that he went. I don't think yeah. anyone could have predicted that or kind of really understood it because it, it wasn't like he wasn't playing. No, I thought um, he was quite. He was, I quite he liked him. Quite well, yeah, he always banged the penalty in. He, you know, it's very responsible for our uh, saviour last season. I was disappointed. Um, yeah. Hmm. I was dis- I was disappointed with some of the fans' reactions. I don't know about you, Tom. How did you feel about Mitch Rose? Because I know some people were a little bit dis. Well, no, they were quite mean about him, quite horrible. And I don't for a man who stepped up at our time of need against Chesterfield, the bollocks that took to to put that away when the all was riding on it was pretty phenomenal. I thought. What about you, Tom? What was your thoughts? Oh, I think I was the same as most people. I was pretty shocked when he left. Um, couldn't really understand it. Thought he'd been. Certainly since Jolly came in, uh, improved player and definitely a player that has contributed loads to our successes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much the same as what everybody else has said, really. And, 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 and a bit of a weird one to go to Notts County, who seem like they're on the way out. Yeah. Do you think it's going to be quite a similar season to what he's got last year? I, I mean, someone with his sort of credibility in there, he might be able to drag him out of it. I, I don't know about you. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's a location thing. Yeah, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Ro- uh, they are that Leeds. way. Are they? The the roses. They're from sort of the. I think the Yorkies. Uh, let's. I can. I can tell you. I'll give me two seconds. I know they because they went to Gaines. No, that was uh, McGuire, wasn't it? Danny Rose was born in Donny, so they're Doncaster sort of way. No, so it's probably not even a location thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just yeah. may, maybe Notts County were able in the January transfer window to offer a bit more money. Yeah. Maybe it was part of the Christian Dennis deal. Who knows? But yeah, yeah initially, definitely shocked. Um, but with the players that we've brought in, as Jack said, I think um, we've got to be pretty happy with our transfer oh, yeah, window. Absolutely. What about um, anyone got any comments on Dixon going to Falkirk or anything? Good. Yeah. Good bit of business. I didn't realise he'd actually gone to Falkirk until I saw the itinerary for the uh, podcast. Yeah, I knew he had he had gone. He'd gone. I think everyone. He was the last sort of sourness of Slade, wasn't he? He was the last kind. He was a bit of a what's the word? He'd say something to do about a goat. What's it called? Uh, Scapegoat. That's the one. He was the last sort. He was definitely man the match last season when we played Cheltenham away and we won. I think three one. He he played brilliant. That, Actually, that. yeah, he he put in that ball for um uh Sirike Dem uh, Dembele. Well, he just had a, he just had a really good game. Like he defended really well. You know, just let let him go out on a high. He 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 played well that game. Oh, oh this year. Sorry, my apologies. No, no, last season. Oh, okay, fine. Um, I'm, not <laughs> I'm not bothered by him. Um, <laughs> he's, he's, I'm, I'm with Jack as well on this one, but he did play some some good ones as well. Um, but um, he was he kind of in the Nathan Clark sort of um, category. Oh, for yeah, me. I didn't rate him. But no, I'm no, rather... no, I'm sorry. Yeah, I wasn't trying to say you did. 
<laughs> um, so, I mean, guys coming in, uh, we've got Grayson. I haven't seen too much of him, but obviously we're sort of building up a nice little um, sort of, um, so I don't know, a dad's, we've got a pretty good dad's v sons uh, pre-season friendly going to come on. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Christine Dennis, obviously we've already spoken to him. And then we've got the two um, two guys from Sweden. We've got Sebastian Ring and the world's, I feel, the world's hardest man since Steve Livingston was made out of granite, uh, Ludwig Oman. Uh, I have been, especially Oman, I've been astounded. I think he's had his nose broken three times or whatever. And he's still, I don't think he's even blinked at it. He's been a man mountain. And if it wasn't for I... that... You are sorry, yeah? So I uh, I used um, the signing of these two Swedish chaps to chat up a girl the other night who was Swedish. It's all I could think about in my hazy, drunken state uh, was these Swedish signings. And I showed the Wikipedia page of them, the former clubs, and then we talked about Swedish matters. Are you on the Northern Line? No, sorry, that's my... Um, <laughs> My um my dishwasher oh, right, did, okay. just did some like shouting at me and then my uh the other one of the other machines what is it a a tumble dryer uh, decided to just you know and did, have, and a, did, have a whap uh, around and did it work I mean I could work a put in there and oh man did you see that ring but it's going again one sec sorry I've got a very got a very a very aggressive tum- um, tumble dryer one sec let me turn the bastard that's all right um, put it in right, H. Uh, did it? Did I put it in her ring? Was that? Was that? I said, said, and I used the word "oman" in there as well. <laughs> uh, I gave her a jolly good seeing to. Oh, right. Oh, Yay. good. Please that, was good that was good. That was <laughs> good. I didn't. I didn't. But that was the only pun I could think of. Yeah. She's very nice. I might marry her. Did you put her veil? I don't know. Oh. Um. <laughs> Manned her field. Yeah, that was. I was looking at that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of any more in your end there. Is she going to be an ex? Oh, I was uh, going to yeah. do, I exited her city. Yeah, oh, that's good. That's better. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I, please stop yeah. us. Tom, please bring us back. I, I, something to do with Hull has <laughs> got yeah, to be an easy stop. in there. I'm bored. Yeah, you're bored. <laughs> 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 Did you forest a green? No. <laughs> oh, no. Um, fine. Um, so, uh, I've been really impressive, Omen. What about you guys, Tom? What have you thought of the um, uh, of the two Swedes coming in? Yeah, I think Ring. Um, I saw I saw him uh, Forest Green uh, and um, what was the other game I saw him at Newport. So it's quite it's about a month in since he'd arrived. Then I think still lacking a bit of match fitness and you, you could tell at certain times and uh, most people that you spoke to were sat to you around and say, yeah, we need to give them the benefit of the doubt. Uh, it's, that's probably the, the overwhelming factor that is that he's basically been thrown in without having any, having had any pre-season. Yeah. Um, and then it, it, certainly against Newport, he, he showed a couple of bits of skill where he thought, oh, actually he might be all right once Do you think he gets... He's finding his system now because he was played out of position at Forest Green, wasn't he? Really, sort of that three-five-two thing is more of his bag, from what I've been told. I don't know about. Yeah, that. exactly, and I think that's the thing with Omen as well, or Ermen, or however you, however you say it. I, I think, think the Ermen is just the bit of Northern in it. That's that's the estuary speaking. I think. Uh, <laughs> Rather I think than we we just I don't I, I had a theory that what was it Forest Green Lincoln. 
we sort of used those two games as games where we perhaps didn't fancy ourselves to get anything to sort of embed that system. And then since then, we've reaped the, the rewards. Um, because we played real. I went to the Forest Green game and we just looked like we didn't really know what we were doing with the system. Yeah. Uh, and then since then, we've, we've been really fluid. Uh, and, and obviously, Omen's like showed his sort of class sort of thing. And I think Ring's been better at, uh, as well. He, he had a couple of sort of good incisive runs and and contributions against Yeovil where he got into the box. Um, yeah, and I, I'm quite excited about like, both of them and, and Dennis as well. I thought De- Dennis was unlucky not to score against Newport on his debut. That finish like, at Yeovil was brilliant. Yeah, and the finish at Yeovil was class. Uh, to sort of just have their sort of... The, the, the time to be able to think about it and just, oh, he's coming out, I'm going to lob him. Because um, if you watch it back, it looks uh, quite... And also, actually, against the Newport game, uh, in the Newport game, we did a really good move from a throw-in, which led to the penalty, which not many people seem to have picked up on. Yeah, no, we did, yeah. It was a really good set-piece uh, where they sort of basically did like a, a circle to two players to create the space, uh, which is good as well, because I think since Jolly's been in, we have been a lot stronger on set pieces than we were under Hurst. Yes. Which was one of my main criticisms Agreed. of yeah. the Hurst Hurst Scott period that having having come from lower down the pyramid where that sort of thing is really important, uh we we never really had any like decent set piece moves or we you know we never really did anything interesting from a corner. No. Um until really yeah, we maybe did a couple in Hearst last season with us, but that that was it really. And I, I do like that about Jolly. Uh, certainly at the linking game, they did like a combination from a corner, which nearly led to a goal. Uh, and then I know at the the linking away game, the from the commentary uh, with uh, what's the centre half called? His name escapes. Collins said that they 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 ran a couple of things that they've been working on in training. Uh, and then we did that throwing against Newport. So it's nice to see that we are working on stuff. I think, like, sort of England in the World Cup in the summer proved that uh, if you do work on set pieces, you can definitely get goals and be dangerous from them. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, we'll, we'll kind of... Uh, let's talk about... I'm just trying to think. Well, let's bring it in. So we'll talk about... Let's, everybody gather around. Um, <laughs> so, uh, obviously, we've had this um, piece that's come out about Livo. So, um, but I, I'm going to lay my cards on the table. He's one of my all-time sort of Grimsby heroes. Uh, I thought he was really underrated as a footballer. Sort of a nice touch for a big guy sort of thing. Worked well both up front and in defence. He was quite one of those uh, players that could play in that both when we had quite a small squad. Um, and obviously it came out of sort of 10 years ago that he hadn't been given a testimonial, which to, to me was quite um, indicative of how the club was, was back then. Uh, sort of citing things like that, how McDermott was treated and how Jevons was treated. I remember sort of, I think Ferno was shouting him at his training ground saying he'll never play again or whatever due to finances. Um, and um, yeah, so as there's been a bit of an upswell in support. He's going to be there tomorrow, uh, which is brilliant. Uh, and hopefully, I hope it will all come off and we'll have a maybe a testimonial with uh, Mr. Livingston, some 
almost almost 20 years after he played for us. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on that? I don't know, Jack, if you ever got to see Livo or you just sort of... No. No. I don't... I don't... I, I know of his name having spent half a decade on the fishy. Yeah. Um, but no, I was too young to see over the man in front of me when he was playing. He was... He was... He was beautiful. It was... Um, it I'm was sure beautiful. he was. <laughs> I'm sure he was. <laughs> uh, what's your thoughts on it, Tom? I mean, it's a... It's a... It's, it, it'll be a nice story if it comes off. Yeah, definitely. Um, Livo was certainly a, a pivotal part of my Grimsby Town upbringing. Uh, I remember him obviously from the sort of 97, 98 season. And then uh, after that, I have two particular uh, memories of him. The first one was when we played Stockport County in the third round of the Cup. And he came off the bench, which I've recently learned. He didn't score two goals. He scored one, and then okay. Bradley Allen scored the winner. Basically, we were one all till about, I don't know, 80 minutes, something like that. And then uh, Stockport went 2-1 up, and everyone's like, oh, bloody hell. And then uh, we Livo equalised really late on, about 89th, 90th minute. And I was like, oh, well, at least we've got a replay. And then Bradley Allen came on and uh, scored the winner. And it was just a, I don't know, there's about 4,000 there, something like that. But it was just a brilliant atmosphere. Yeah, I remember the... there was a, a bit of time during that time when there was we played Stockport pretty much every FA Cup third round. Yeah, it was, yeah. And, and we also played Bolton Wanderers in the fourth round a couple of times on the trot as well. It's these big money spinners that made us love the FA Cup so much. <laughs> um, and then my other favourite memory of Livo was against Gillingham at home. Uh, around about a similar time, sort of early noughties, late nineties, probably early noughties this one was. And uh, about eight minutes into the game, it would have been, uh, Livo was playing up front. Someone knocked the ball over the top, uh, sort of a lobbed pass, if you like, to to the corner of the box where the the lower Findus is and the, the Osmond just there. And uh, the keeper came, their keeper, Gillingham's keeper came steaming out to get it. And and Livo was like on right on it. And he put his foot out to trap it, uh, but didn't have the death touch that he required to actually trap it as the keeper came. Anyway, it like hit his foot and like came over the oncoming keeper and went into the goal. And we won 1 0. <laughs> I remember him. I remember the um, him uh, so totally rattling the Tramier goalkeeper for our three-one win with Luke Cornwall up front. He scored on my first ever game at Blundell Park. Uh, him and Jamie Forrester against Sunderland, which was quite nice. Uh, I remember him scoring two, an incredible looping header against QPR on a three-one win. I mean, he's been through it all. So hopefully, I mean, he had a, a devastating head injury. Um, yeah, I was there for that game. Yeah, it was it was a nasty one. I had that. a season ticket then, yeah. and I was in the main ground, and that that was like everybody. I remember being in the ground and thinking, "Oh, you know, I think everybody realised that it was really serious." And then, absolutely, and it's... my dad certainly talks about the uh, the Leicester City League Cup match where he was influential as well. Yeah, it was brilliant, and hopefully it'll come off. And so. I mean, that'll be a nice bit of good news. Other bit of good news maybe coming our way. We've seen some, um, not official, I'll be honest, but they're from Hodson's Architects around what could possibly be the Free, Freeman Street rejuvenation. I, I mean, it, it sets your, sort of your hairs on end if that would be sort of where it would go in the end and if it can all come to fruition. I mean, we won't spend too long on it, but um, 
it was it was nice to see and hopefully the club and the council and other people involved can find a way to 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 get it there because to have a ground sort of 200 yards or so away from where we first um were created would be something uh, quite special i don't know how about you how, what do you think about that jack yes yes good is there a weather spoon nearby there isn't live with it mm, there is bad. the doc's beer thing bad um the crafty yeah. beer thing well, so I that'll suit your I... london aspects no, I don't like all that. I'm a Weatherspoon man. Or a, as long as there's an off license close by and I can neck a few tinnies well, on a park bench outside the ground. It's Freeman Street, so there'll be a few. Um, certainly. Have a few <laughs> friends to drink with on my park bench as well. There are certainly... Uh, what, how many pubs are there down Freeman Street now? I think there's seven still, if I remember rightly. That's just off the top of my head. So there's going to be enough places to drink. I just don't believe it'll ever happen. Like, no, I probably since agree. Since I was in... You know, before I was in the old womb, um, there's been talk of new stadium and promises and... I don't know. If it happens before I am 30, I'll be very surprised. Amazing. And, and mm. what are your thoughts on it, Tom? Fantastic. Uh, great sort of idea. I've always, I've always thought that the, a new ground needs to be in the town centre. You look at sort of teams like Bolton Wanderers, um, Colchester... Uh, just to name a couple off the top of my head, like they've never really sort of found that engagement with the local community. And I, I am a bit apprehensive of the idea of a community-owned stadium as well. I do believe that the football club needs to own the stadium uh, for just for income purposes. I'm, I'm quite happy for it to be like a, um, like Charlton's ground is that it's a, a community asset or whatever they call it. But I think that. The, the the football club needs to have total control over the income because that is it's certainly at this level your main source of income uh, and sharing it with a local council is is dangerous in that the, the council will want you know, Coventry for example they they're not like total owners um, I know Coventry is an extreme situation but I think people follow what I'm saying yeah in. And it can and it, it can go the other way as well. Just look at Northampton with uh, the Northampton Council and and what's happened to their ground too. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, well, yeah, I think it's brilliant. Uh, at, like really close to train station at docks. I think it could rejuvenate um, that area of the town, and, and also just to be as you earlier said, uh, so close to the, the the place where the club was founded. I mean, it'd be great if the club could sort of get hold of that and make it into a really nice place for people to go and have a drink before the game. And Yeah, it'd be great. And so we, we come to Cheltenham for this season. So um, playing them again used to be an old foe a couple of years ago, whereas we were both battling it out to get out of the hell that is non-league. Um, at home, Cheltenham struggling down in sort of 17th, 18th. Uh, how do you guys feel this is this will go? I'm... I'm Uh, well, I'll go first. I, I think that Cheltenham have improved and their improvement started since pretty much just before we played them when the new manager came in, whose name escapes me now. Um, Alan Johnston, no. Is that his name? No, <laughs> I think that's the old bloke. Uh, and um, Yeah, so it'd be a tough one, but... I think on current form, we should be confident that we can we can win this because we've been playing some really good football just lately. Yeah, it's great. What about you, Jack? Are you looking forward to it? Expect three points? I expect 
three points, yes. Good. Yes. They're a bit of a bogey team. Well, they were. We've done all right against them in recent, a couple of the last couple of seasons. I remember when we were in the conference, they were always a bit of a bugger of a team to play. I just remember yeah. him stepping on the back of Macca as they were celebrating. Yeah, Harry Pellend as well. Yeah, he's he's long gone now. I don't know where he is, but... Um... There you go. I think he's, he's still another... there. No, he's, I think he's gone. I don't think he's there anymore. Another League Two club, didn't he? Uh, Harry Pellend. Harry Pellend. Colchester. Colchester, yeah. He's at, he's at Colchester falling over there. Um, yeah. So we will go, we, let's go quickly because we obviously put it out to Twitter and there was quite a lot of um, responses actually, which was brilliant. So uh, Joshua Hutton asked, uh, the first person to ask was, oh no he wasn't, uh, do you think a club takeover is happening behind the scenes with the formalities going to be completed once the club have secured league status for another season? Um, I'll no. I don't think so, I'll be honest. Um my uh, wife asked who's making tea. It was me. Um, Freeman Street or Peaks Parkway? Peaks Parkway, uh, Freaks, Freeman Street. Sorry, what the hell am I talking about? Freeman Street for me. <laughs> what about you guys? Yep, yeah, in you know. Cool. Uh, can Elliot Whitehouse replace Elliot Embleton? I'll be honest, I haven't seen much of Elliot Whitehouse at all, so I can't really say. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen him much when he used to play for Lincoln. Yeah. Uh, he always looked quite. He was always quite good for him. Um, I don't think he will be quite Elliot Emerson because he is exceptional at this level. Um, but he won't be a bad replacement. Good. Uh, Resol Johnson or Davis? Davis for me. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, gun to my head. Yeah, yeah, I think we're, we're pretty good. Resol Johnson against Yeovil was absolutely brilliant. He was. Way. Yeah. I, I'll be honest. The only reason I picked Davis was because I just remember Resol Johnson's had a. When I've seen him live. He's been susceptible to, to leaving a foot in uh, and potentially giving away penalties. Uh, answered that one. What would convince a floating fan to buy a season ticket? I mean, we could be here for hours for that, I'll be honest. Uh, Christian Dennis. <laughs> Christian Dennis. What, just, just going around the grounds or such or just... Um, waving, waving Pope-like. More the, waving. The bus. So do we need a Pope-mobile? Well, not so waving. <laughs> One of them, um, what are the, um, the, the roofless buses that go to Pleasure Island and back from the... Uh, a the topless pier. bus. One of them buses. A just bus wave. without a roof. <laughs> yes. Fine. That's we, can, the one. we can get one of them. <laughs> um, I think um, <laughs> I, I like the idea of having a, a sort of with the... I don't personally feel that we're going to get to... I don't think we're going to make the playoffs. I think we'll finish probably where we are now. But while there's that chance and there's that optimism, the idea of locking in some finances by doing a sort of a 50, 70 quid, whatever ticket deal for the rest of the season for home games wouldn't be a bad idea just because you're locking in that optimism and then crowds of when you, the likelihood is for the last two or three games of the season where we're going to finish this sort of place, crowds make dip away. Um, so I thought that would be an option to do it. Other than that, for floating fans, apart from just offering cheap tickets and incentives and making it cheaper for families, uh, I don't know what else there is. Grimsby's quite a, not a poor area. That's quite patronising. But there are, it's, it's expensive. It cost me 50 quid to take my um, my partner and, and, and kid to go watch it in the, in the main stand. And it's, not, it's not the best thing in the world to do. But um, yes. it's, it's hard to do. And until we get better facilities, then I think cheaper and more entertaining football is the only way it's going to go. Um, but there's generally been an issue. We used to have an issue when we took three or 4,000 in the championship. What about you, Tom, on that one? Quick, I'll, I'll give you that one quick. <laughs> uh, I just, my would be tying to uh, Harry's question about the drum. Uh, I don't, I'm not necessarily in favour of the drum. but I love a drum. 
certainly uh, doing as much as it pays me to say something similar to what Lincoln have done, getting a group of people who are really enthusiastic about creating atmosphere and giving them sort of pride of place in the ground somewhere to do that. Uh, if the atmosphere is good, that's going to encourage people to come. Exactly. And, and hopefully you can build from that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think it's, it's very difficult to, with that Lincoln, I've obviously combined that with two seasons of a total success. Yeah. Um, prior to that, Lincoln were averaging two people. barely three thousand. So. Yeah. I mean, this might tie into it then. So uh, Heinz von Beekbeen, I quite like that. Um, should we press for safe standing in the pontoon? Is it part of the plan for a new stadium? I hope it's a part of the new plan. And if it is, then why not just buy it now and then just take it out, rip it out, and bring it to the new ground when we get it. I mean, it depends on how much it would cost. Because we can put it in straight away. You just have it as as sitting, don't you? Yeah, yeah, no, totally agree. Like, safe standing should be top of the agenda with the new ground. Yeah, and I think... Who is it that's doing it? I think Spurs have got it in for their new stadium because... Shrewsbury have got it. Yep, Shrewsbury have got it. Shrewsbury's a little bit different because, because they don't need to fit the Taylor report. They can still have Terrace in. But um, you they can, still... can. But they had an all-seater ground, and I they. Don't, it, I don't know if that changes it, does it? Because Burton, is it because if you've gone all-seater, you can't go back. Well, the point is that they had an all-seater ground, yeah. and they ripped it out at that cost and put safe standing in. Yeah, and and it works. Apparently, all all in, it, it works really well there. I, I think if the club came out and said, right, it's going to cost us three hundred thousand pounds to rip out the pontoon and uh, make it see- safe standing. I don't think it'd cost that much, but what the hell do I know? I think um, it'd be a wise investment, and I think fans would help contribute towards it. Um, Definitely. Yeah, uh, that was good. So, um, we talked about that one. Talked about Cheltenham. I've got no, no other business apart from that. Jack, have you got anything coming up? Has he died? <laughs> this is your big moment, Jack. Jack, I'll help him. He's got a he's got a film coming out. Destination Dewsbury is coming out next week, if I remember. Is that right, Tom? Yeah, the uh, the premiere is on the same day as the Swindon away game. Swindon away game, and he's uh, it's at the Prince Charles Theatre in London. If you've got there. I think there are still tickets available. Hello. Hello. Yeah, well, I was plugging. Hello. I, can work out. I was chatting. I was doing my best promotional spiel, and then uh, I realised that no one could hear me. <laughs> so tell <laughs> us about tell us about the film because this is incredible. Because yeah. first and foremost, Jack, no one knows how old are you? Twenty two. And you have got a bona fide film coming out in cinemas. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. So Showcase Cinemas are releasing it theatrically in the UK. The first thirty five screenings went on sale. The other day, which was very exciting for the first week, and uh, yeah, we got the UK premiere in Dewsbury uh, on Saturday the 23rd, the same day as Swindon Away, and then on Sunday the 24th down in Leicester Square at the Prince Charles Cinema, which is very exciting. There's a couple of Grimsby, f- well-known Grimsby fans attending. Mr. Turgus, I think Mr. Lloyd Griffiths is attending as well. Um, I think that's all the famous Grimsby fans there you are. Get me a ticket, that- I can go. I'll Calm work. down. Calm I'll, down. I'll, work from, I'll work from London. <laughs> first, uh, first four screens have now sold out. It's very oh, wow. exciting. Um, so I've been putting a few few little tickets away on the slide. To so I'm just trying to work out. In if you are in if you're in Grimsby, the nearest showcase cinema I think is Nottingham. 
Yeah, Nottingham or Leeds. Nottingham or Leeds, yeah. yeah. One of them bad boys. Um, but yeah, go see it. We need to... Uh, the, the next film we're doing, this is the Grimsby link, uh, is all shot and set in Grimsby. Uh, oh, we've wow. got... Um, I can't do names yet, but we've got no. two actors that have won BAFTAs. Uh, two of the guys out of This Is England. Uh, we're working with a producer. <laughs> I, I wonder why, who they will be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll be honest, um, if it's not the one I'm thinking of, I'm sure he'll be slightly it's annoyed. <laughs> It's genuinely not. Oh, isn't it not? <laughs> uh, genuinely not. Um, but uh, yeah, we got uh, lots of BAFTA Roscoe people Incredible. Uh, from Humberside attached, uh, which we shoot in June. And it's all set in Grimsby. It's all about fishermen. We used to go out to sea for 21 days uh, and then come back to land for three days. They were known as the three day millionaires, and they all would go and get pinstripe suits made, take a load of ecstasy. And you're in, in the film, you introduce all the girls that work in the fish factory, and they go on this massive three day bender, get the call on the Sunday saying the fishing industry. It's buggered, you're not going back to sea, um, but they've all spunked their money, so they perform a somewhat of a botched heist on the company headquarters, which inevitably all goes to shit. Sounds brilliant. I mean, that's going to be massive. And a massive congratulations for this as well. Please go see it. Showcase cinemas in London. Prince Charles Theatres is sold out, but they'll, is it still going to be shown at the Prince Charles in London, or is it? No, I think it'll just be a one-off at Prince Charles. Um, all the showcases are outside of central London, unfortunately. They've got one, one in the in Blue Barking. Water Shopping Centre. There's one, one in Cardiff. There's one in Cardiff. There's a Bristol is there? one. When? Uh, uh, is, there, is there one in Cardiff? I'm there's one in Bristol. I'm looking at the car. There's one in Cardiff on the park. That's just Welsh. Uh, Treff Forest <laughs> Industrial Estate. Yeah, that's Treff Forest? Oh, fucking hell, it's miles away. <laughs> I you should try hard next time. might not go. I should try hard next time. Get in two months. Where's that? The one in Bristol's in the big shopping centre. What's Cabot it called? Cabot Circus, um, isn't it? Yes. I'm, yes, I'm going to Bristol in a couple of weeks. Yeah, Cabot Circus in the Glass House. Yes. Uh, I went there a few weeks ago. It's very nice. It's lovely. To... There's one in Blue Water. There's one in Barking. There's one in Winnish in Reading. Um, there's one in Liverpool. West Key. Oh, it's a West. I didn't know that was a showcase. Uh, uh, I'm on Talksport on Thursday, two fifteen. Oh, uh, I've been asked to come in in my Grimsby Town shirt and talk about Grimsby and the film. Oh, nice, brilliant. Uh, so we, we, you're you're getting taken away, brilliant. Tune in, Grimsby Town it, faithful. It takes ages to find a replacement to come on this podcast. So now, if you're going to be uh, pulled away <laughs> by Talksport, um, so I, again, anyone who wants to come on or wants to get involved, please do DM us, get us on Facebook, uh, make sure that you come and have a chat with us. Uh, I've got nothing else to say, uh, which you may be surprised about. Um, Tom, if there's anything you would like to say before anything other than Livo? Talk to the Mariners. Cool. Uh, you, Jack, anything else to add? Um, I was thinking the other day about changing my name by deed poll to Colonel Fishpaste, but then I realised <laughs> that would be a bad idea. Uh, we'll, put the, uh, we'll put that twi- uh, poll out on our Twitter p- page. It'll go up for the weekend. Um, if it does come through that you want him to change his name to Colonel Fishbase, it is a legally binding <laughs> con- contract. Um, well, more, than, more than 100 retweets, Colonel Fishbase will be my name come Monday morning. That You've heard it here first. If we can get 100 retweets, I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> as long as none of us have like 3,500 followers, we'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's fine. We, we'll get that sorted. Um, brilliant so come along thank you all so much for listening uh it is back again i know we keep saying it but it's going to be more regular we, we sort of um we had a little is bit it bollocks I is a, it yeah that i had a little bit of a tiff when we did the <laughs> <laughs> so cool um in uh yeah thank you very much hopefully three points tomorrow and we shall see you shortly thank you very much goodbye oh, the cheers well, that was tom leaving <laughs> 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 Go.
Cool. Thanks. Yeah.